Yeah, man. Ching. That is the music of Holger Zhukai. I love that dude. I mean, anybody who's listened to the show for long knows I love that dude. I've been doing this show, this incarnation of this show on various mediums for 17 years. And for 17 years, I've been celebrating the music of Holger Zhukai. But these days, I am obsessed with him yet again because it's like cyclical. I, uh, I move on, I listen to new, new music, and then every once in a while, I just really, really get driven about his music. But I'm really into it right now because I am driven mad by the thought that Holger has this gargantuan archives and we are never going to get to hear any of it. We'll never know about the music that he labored over for 45 years. Now, reasonably, you might say, well, why do you believe it's there? In the uh, 45 years or so since Can broke up, Holger put out about 10 records. And he did some collaborations with his wife. So why do I believe that it is there well, this is why I believe it is there, because in the, in the early 1970s, when Can made a little bit of money, they bought a recording studio called Inner Space. Now, it was not a recording studio. It was a movie theater, and they converted it into a uh, recording studio. And that, that place became the second home of Holger Zhukai. He was there all the time, working on music. Uh, it was the laboratory where he created the science of his own sound. And I gotta figure, if you're there that often, there's gotta be a lot of music. Not 10 releases, but 20, 30, 40, 50, who knows? And it is the, the who knows that is making me crazy because I don't believe there's anybody there to curate it. His, uh, his wife, Yushi, died a few months before he did. Most of the members of Can are dead. As far as I can tell, he did not have any children. So what about it? What do you gotta do to find out about it? I feel like this is like one of those podcasts where the podcaster becomes obsessed with a mystery. And they go back to the town where the mystery began and they talk to all these old people and they develop ideas and they come up with theories. Now, in those podcasts, usually nothing gets settled. I don't know why I listen to those podcasts, but yet I do. But I feel like in that way, I need to go to Germany and find out about these unreleased recordings. I want to hear them. But also, I feel like like future generations deserve uh, the, this music of Holger's to join the digital archive and be part of the culture. I, I realize maybe 30 years from now, 40 years from now, 50 years from now, nobody will even remember Holger Zhukai. In the same regard, that they will not remember this radio show. 
but we don't know. We don't know. Digital changes everything. Uh, presuming that we do not get the big blast of energy from the sun that is uh, predicted that will wipe out the digital archives, but we're going to go with the presumption that that is not going to happen. So future generations might discover the music of Holger, but it will be an incomplete record of his work. And I want to be the guy that does it. I do. I know it's crazy. Why me? Why would I think this obscure DJ from the suburbs of Washington, D.C., why would I think I deserve the honor of going through the backlog of his music and finding the value? Well, it's because I'm a little bit crazy. It's because I'm a little bit egoic, if I can coin a phrase. I don't know if that's a real phrase or if I just made it up. But yeah, I'm, I'm just arrogant enough to believe that I could do it and I want to do it. I just don't know if I will do it. I may just play his music and whine about it on my radio show because my wife is not going to allow me to whine about it around the house anymore. So I don't know. I'm going to think about that. If you have any ideas about how I might manage it, drop me a line in my room at Verizon or in my room radio at gmail.com. I almost gave you the old email address in my room radio at gmail.com another guy whose music deserves a second look for the future is don cherry don cherry was an important recording artist but don had problems problems with alcohol problems with drugs problems with his mental health but if you were to stay solely focused on the catalog of his music it was very important and uh, it deserves more time. It deserves study. Don Cherry. From the record Homeboy, Sister Out, we heard a song called Beno Ego. That record, I would not recommend that you begin with that record. That one, a little bit uneven. But that song, pretty awesome. And we began in my room tonight with music from Afternoon Freak, the trio of Afternoon Freak that includes Mike Watt and Nels Klein on that particular song. Uh, the record is called Low Go. Uh, there's a, a really awesome hot sauce that I got hip to called Watt Sauce, like Mike Watt, W-A-T-T. It's got his picture on the label. It is so good. It is so fruity and floral and hot. I recommend it to you if it is still available, which I don't know. I'm not quite sure. So if you're hearing the show for the first time and you're saying, oh my God, what is this? Does that guy ever shut up? Well, his name, that's me. My name is Mike. Yes, I'm about to, but I'm glad you're here. So cats and kittens. Boys and girls, non-binary human beings, hey, thank you for coming back and joining me here because as of right now, you are in my room.
those those ja wobble bass lines uh, a few weeks i was talking about that trio that is a jacques baracol and vincent Eplay and uh, pierre bastien and i was saying that the music that i was playing reminded me of public image limited well it reminded me of public image limited as it turns out because of the participation of ja wobble uh, that was off the Trans Codex release. We heard a song called Chappelle Ganache. Uh, you know, I really believe, had it not been for dub reggae, so much of the music of the post-punk era would either not have existed or would have been entirely different. Because in rock and roll music, and post-punk was an outgrowth of rock and roll, for the bass to take the lead on a song was very unusual but in reggae music that was quite normal for the bass to carry the melody and the thrust of the song and the guitar to exist as a rhythmic counterpoint and uh, the post-punk kids took that firmly to heart and one of those kids was Ja Wobble he joined Public Humans Limited. Why am I talking about dub music? Well, I'm talking about dub music because we heard some contemporary dub from Thor Harris. You probably know Thor Harris from any number of musical collaborations, but in addition to those, he was in Swans, and he's done a bunch of really awesome solo releases. We heard something off of the new one called Doom Dub 2, Song was called Day 447 of Quarantine. Zola Jesus on that sh- song. Uh, Tim Hecker before that. Tim Hecker, the musician. There's also some famous canoeist named Tim Hecker. I found that out. Off the Haunt Me release, we heard Arctic Lovers Part 1. Mark Cunningham. Mark Cunningham was in the No New York group Mars and uh, to this day recording really awesome music. We heard something off of odd songs called Osaka Night. Oksak Mabul before that. Uh, Oksak Mabul are celebrating their 45th anniversary as a band. Now it's worth noting they took 30 years off, but they formed back in 1977 and recorded for a few years, made some really neat music, but then split up, didn't break up, just sort of went their own way, and then reformed after 30 years 
and still making awesome music. Now, I was talking about back in the opening about how the music of Holger Zhukai might influence future generations. Well, in that way, Aksak Mabul, I had never heard him prior to just a couple of months ago. So they reached through time in the same way the telescope can see, you know, eight billion years into the past. Digital music allowed me to see 45 years into the past and to be blown away by their music and to think that it was in entirely contemporary when in fact it was a historical pursuit. And I dig them. Aksak Mabul. We heard a song called Iviagi Formano La Gioventu. Gioventu. And Pierre Bastien started us out with a song called Caravan. So, people, this show, hour number one, is kind of over. Stick around. Hour number two is coming up. Don't go. I'll be right back.
calls himself internet club he makes music i don't know what you would really call his music now at one time they called it vaporwave 
like they didn't make that up just for him. There was a, a, a type of music that was called vaporwave. I was looking that up because I always get confused about well, what is vaporwave? What does that even mean? Uh, it says on Wikipedia, the vaporwave is a micro genre of electronic music, visual art style, an internet meme that emerged in the early 2010s. It is defined partly by its slowed down, chopped and screwed samples of smooth jazz, elevator music, R&B lounge music from the 1980s and 1990s. The surrounding subculture is sometimes associated with an ambiguous or satirical take on consumer capitalism and pop culture and tends to be characterized by a nostalgic or surrealist engagement with the popular entertainment, technology, and advertising of previous decades. Visually, it incorporates early internet imagery, late 1990s web design, glitch art, anime, 3D rendered objects, and cyberpunk tropes in its cover artwork and music videos. That is exhausting, isn't it? Isn't just the idea of being part of that exhausting? But yet the music, at least of Internet Club, is good, really cool. I've never heard anything else of the vaporwave genre. And I don't really even remember how I ended up crossing paths with, uh, with Internet Club. I just know I like it. You know, I was thinking when I was reading that I don't think I've ever been part of a subculture. I, I don't think so. Like, even though I was an OG punker, I was an OG punker in my own little town. I lived in Woodbridge, Virginia. There were not many punkers around. So all of us punk kids would go to places like uh, the Club Atlantis, which became 930 Club, or the DC Space, or like little little gigs that got arranged where they would post a little flyer in the record store and you would go to a, a, a church or whatever, and we would meet there. But beyond that, we weren't, we weren't part of any sort of global subculture. If you were to look at us, the uh, the boys and girls of the suburbs of Washington D.C. We looked like we could easily be Foghat fans, or uh, Leonard Skinner fans, or Bad Company fans, because in uh, Washington we did not dress up until about 1980. About 1980, all the goth kids started coming in, and pretty soon you had dance clubs, and you then you really did have a subculture. But I was never part of that either. But the original kids, we didn't dress up at all. We didn't cut our hair funny. Some of us did, but most of us didn't. Mostly, if you saw somebody with a funny haircut or a hair that had been colored specifically to draw attention, then they were probably in the band. But us kids, you know, we were wearing Iggy Pop shirts and Brian Eno shirts and class shirts, but we were wearing sport jackets and t-shirts and wearing corduroy jeans and and Converse. Converse have always been cool. Converse still cool, 
always cool, but we were not a subculture. We just looked like every other dumbass kid that was out there buying music. At the record store, you would sort of sneak up on somebody and look at what records they were buying so you could figure out whether they were cool or not. Are you somebody I want to talk to about music, or are you just here to buy the Beatles? Because if you're here to buy the Beatles, I don't know that we've got much to talk about. But I guess down deep, I long to be part of a subculture. And then now I'm old people. I'm, I'm part of a big culture of uh, boomers. I don't really want to be part of that culture either. But a really hipster subculture, that would be great. But I don't think I'm eligible any longer. I think I've gotten to the point in my life where they would take one look at me and go, yeah, we're going to pass. That's okay. Go back to your regular culture, this particular subculture. Yeah, we don't really need you. Uh, before Internet Club, we heard music from Madeline Kokolas off the Spectral release and a song called Enfold. And we started hour number two of In My Room with guitar music. Now, granted, it is abstract guitar music, but still, uh, Matt Ball is one of the rare artists who focuses on the guitar that ends up here on In My Room Radio. I mean, I love the guitar. I grew up in a guitar and gun and alcohol culture. But for the purposes of experimental music, it is not always the most powerful instrument. In the hands of some, it is. And in my humble opinion, Matt Ball is one of them. He has a new record out called Amplified Guitar. And we heard a song called To Catch Light 2. 2. Back in the hour number one, I was talking about the word egoic. How come you ran off? Ooh. I thought we were having fun at the party. You were having fun. I was miserable. <laughs> so you ditch me to spend the whole night in the cyber world? At least they don't treat me like this. And there, people are kind and gentle. What? You got some <laughs> cyber sweetheart? What? what, you just buzzing off with any avatar that comes along? You wouldn't understand. understand, understand. Oh dear, I was talking over the opening. But anyway, I was talking about the word egoic. And I was saying, to coin a phrase, well, only an egoic person would uh, think that they coined that phrase. I did not. Uh, that, that is a, a well-worn phrase, which means, uh, I, I looked it up, of or relating to the ego. And we're supposed to rid ourselves of our egoic mind. I'm still working on that one. So, uh, hey, man, thanks for being here for hour number two of In My Room. This is music from Pig Baby off the Palindrome's release. And a song called Why Don't You Stay for a Moment. Why don't you?
Thank <laughs> you. 
big finish from the uh, trio of Massacre. Massacre was uh, Fred Frith and uh, Bill Laswell and Fred Mayer. And then later in the 80s, they reformed. Fred Mayer was out. I think he was making good money as a uh, session dude by then. And uh, Charles Hayward from This Heat was in. And they did more great music. And what are they doing now? I don't know. Don't know, but I uh, dig them. Fred Frith, in addition to being a great musician, is a really good photographer. If you follow him on the uh, social media, you'll find some really neat photos from Fred Frith. I dig him uh, bringing uh, more art to my life. So Fred Frith, if you're out there, thank you, brother. Thank you for your music. Thank you for your photography. Thank you for your artistic intentions. I am receiving. You are broadcasting. I am receiving. Before that, more music from Mark Cunningham. As noted in hour number one, Mark Cunningham, originally a member of Mars, uh, he's got a new record out. No, it's not new. I take it back. But he has a record out called Odd Songs. We heard something called Sea of Ants. You know what I found out? I got dogs about a year ago. I got two little dogs. Is that dogs, or these particular dogs, will eat ants. So they go out there and they feast on the ants. And like the ants will crawl on their face as they're trying to hoover them up. The, the ants will crawl on their faces and bite them. And it is just, I don't know, it's like survival of the fittest in my front yard. I feel bad for the ants, but... You know, it's like in The Lion King. It, well, anyway, but it's, it's tough to be an ant in my yard with my little dogs. Chip Kidman, before that, Chip Kidman, one of those original punkers in a band called The Dills. Uh, we heard a song come from his new record called The Great Confrontation. Uh, the song was called My Predominantly White Family. Sherry Knight and music recorded 40 years ago, but never released. It's out there now. Uh, the record is called American Rituals, and we heard tips on filmmaking. Pig Baby, the secretive Pig Baby from the Palindrome's release, and a song called Why Don't You Stay for a Moment. And uh, back in the previous set, I was talking over music by Carlos Nino and Friends off the new release where it a song called you will get through this i promise i promise so anyway thanks for being here for another episode of in my room radio i'm your host my name is mike if you'd like to listen to it again in its entirety go to inmyroom.podbean.com if you'd like to drop me an email it is in my room radio at gmail.com so i love you guys and i'll see you next week with more in my room. But until then, bye.